Voice of St. Louis original podcast. This is the St. Louis All Local Podcast. Here are today's stories from the KMOX Newsroom. This is Friday, May 5th. I'm Megan Lynch. And I'm Debbie Monterey. Kim Gardner is expected to hold a news conference at 11 this morning to say more about her resignation, which she announced yesterday with a letter. This is Kevin Colleen outside the Carnahan Courthouse. What's striking is how sudden Kim Gardner's downfall came upon her. Remember, in late winter, when she was riding high, she had won the exoneration of a man wrongly convicted of murder, Lamar Johnson, and just a short time after that, the tragic accident that took the legs of the visit volleyball player Janae Edmondson, the driver in that crash, a man who was out on bond and Gardner in part blamed for that, which launched the effort by Missouri's attorney general to remove her, culminating in her resignation letter in which she took no blame for her downfall, blaming it on powerful forces upset that an African-American woman, a reformer, was the St. Louis prosecutor. The resignation of Kim Gardner brings up the question, what happens next? St. Louis Alderwoman Kara Spencer has ideas on who the governor should appoint as a replacement. I think we really need somebody with uh, some experience in uh, in pulling together a coalition of folks and can hire um, some professional capacity and inspire folks to come in and work for the circuit attorney's office. Spencer says it was the right decision by Gardner to step down. Lawmakers who authored bills to take over the St. Louis's public safety are responding to Gardner's resignation. The resignation of Circuit Attorney Kim Gardner is not the end of the story for state legislators who authored bills for the state to take over prosecution of violent crime and even the St. Louis Police Department. Senator Nick Schroer. We're going to have to fill that, that spot for now with a reputable, skilled, seasoned attorney. But we also need to protect uh, the men and women on the front lines and take back control of the St. Louis Police because we've seen that the aldermen are are more hell-bent on defunding the police than protecting their constituency. State Representative Lane Roberts authored the measure for the special violent crime prosecutor. He responds. We will forget that this was never about a single person. It was more about the work product or lack thereof. Both lawmakers say they heard dropping the bills may have been part of a negotiation among Senate leaders for the resignation, but were not party to those discussions. Sean Michael Lyle, KMOX News. The judge who postponed Missouri Attorney General Andrew Bailey's transgender medical ban has pushed the temporary restraining order further back. Judge Ellen Roboto ordered a hearing on May 11th, but now has moved that to July 24th. Patients who have been undergoing gender treatments may continue at least until that date. It's horrible. That's what the mother of an 11-year-old trans son says about the focus in Jefferson City on trans kids when there are so many bigger issues affecting the state. We have politicians who will say to us in private that they know that these bills are harmful. They know that these bills are bad. They don't even believe in them, but they don't think that they could publicly oppose them because these are priorities that are being set from the highest offices of the political parties. That's Rory Picker-Niece. Governor Parson says he'll call a special session on the anti-trans bills if they don't pass in the regular session. Governor Pritzker expected to sign a bill that would pull funding from public libraries if they ban any books. The legislature passed the measure this week, arguing it's important for books to be protected from censorship. Opponents say it should be up to libraries to make those decisions, and the bill is no different from ones in states that pull funding for not banning certain titles. 
Just a couple more weeks before local Catholics learn the final decision on how parishes and priests in the St. Louis Archdiocese will be realigned. The final results of the All Things New campaign will soon be announced by St. Louis Archbishop Mitchell Rosansky. I'm in my final discernment period. We've had almost a year of uh, discussions and input and gathering data. So all of that has been brought to me for final discernment. We're looking forward to Pentecost, May 28th. Archbishop Rosansky tells Total Information AM he feels like a parent having to make that tough decision for the good of the family. The Archdiocese has 178 parishes. This new plan may result in just 41 standalone parishes, ones that will have their own pastor, and another 137 that will be joined in groups and share a pastor. Fred Bottomer, KMOX News. This weather report is sponsored by Ride Finders, the St. Louis region's commuter carpool and van pool program. Today should be dry. Clouds this morning, some sunshine at times this afternoon. Breezy, mild highs in the mid-70s. But then it's unsettled even with warmer temperatures this weekend. Mid-80s with a late-day shower thunderstorm tomorrow. Could be a couple of thunderstorms that could be strong to severe on Sunday with highs in the mid-80s. I'm Acu with the meteorologist Dean DeVore on the voice of St. Louis KMOX. From the KMOX Business Desk, many St. Charles County homeowners are getting some jaw-dropping property tax bills. In some cases, taxes are up 20 to 30 percent because home values have skyrocketed and tax rates haven't changed. County Assessor Scott Shipman says those rates are set by local districts, school, fire, municipalities. His office is just a messenger about the market. So at the time that we're doing the values, we have no idea what the rate is. The rate is calculated after we supply the value. Shipman says homeowners can appeal the value, but they better have something to back it up. Evidence of foundation or structural issues, for example. If they show up and they don't have any information and they just don't want their tax to go up, they're not going to be successful. Shipman says people can look up homes in their neighborhood with one click on the assessor's website. As for the rates, he says take it up with the local tax district. Scott Jagal, KMOX News. KMOX goes in-depth. Our coverage of Kim Gardner's resignation continues. I'm Michael Calhoun, live in the newsroom. Gardner announced yesterday her intention to leave office as of June 1st. Local attorney Chet Pleban asked if he was surprised. I'm shocked. Uh, I, I basically took her at her word um, when she said that, that she was not going to resign, uh, that even if she was down to uh, no prosecutors in her office, uh, she was going to stay. Um, so I, I, I don't know what changed. Perhaps it was the door that, that um, Bailey opened just recently with respect to the nursing education. I guess she's getting a master's degree in, in nursing and the time that she was spending there, which would really uh, disqualify her because she's not devoting full time and attention to her office, which is in a, a, a total state of chaos. So I, I don't know, maybe, maybe it was that, maybe it was the uh, the concept, the legislative concept in Jefferson City that they were talking about having the governor, um, you know, replace prosecutors up here, which would not, in my opinion, have been a good look for, for St. Louis. Um, so, uh, and maybe she just decided to to do the right thing, that, that uh, justice required uh, and the defendants who were charged criminally with very serious felonies, uh, along with the victims of those crimes, deserved uh, speedy trials and deserved uh, due process and deserved justice. And, and, you know, she got out. 
she did the right thing in my in my opinion and she should have done it dave a long time ago you and i have talked on this on your show for what the last two years yeah. uh, about kim gardner and and her in, incompetence uh she was reelected in 2020 um, we knew about the Greitens issue. We knew about the Tisby issue. We knew that he was indicted in, in 2019. We knew about the backlog of, of all sorts of cases of, that go back three years. Uh, we knew about her allegations of misconduct from, from the disciplinary council in Jefferson City that, that she admitted to and got a $750 fine. I mean, none of this, none of this was, was new. Um, and and my problem is this: I applaud the the current uh, Attorney General Bailey for I think he treated this aggressively. I think he went after it. I think that uh, he uh, looked for discoveries, a, a bunch of documents that would tell the tale. Um, and and now he uncovered this whole issue with respect to uh, her nursing education. But we talked about the concept of quo waranto proceedings uh, and the ability of the attorney general's office to get rid of her uh, more than a year, probably more than a year and a half ago. Um, and I told you that there was that, that process. Local attorney Chet Plebin on the Dave Glover show on KMOX questioning why this did not actually happen earlier under a previous state attorney general, Eric Schmidt. Missouri Attorney General Andrew Bailey, currently in the office, says there is absolutely no reason for the circuit attorney to remain in office until June 1st. We remain undeterred with our legal quest to forcibly remove her from office. Every day she remains puts the city of St. Louis in more danger. How many victims will there be between now and June 1st? How many defendants will have their constitutional rights violated? How many cases will continue to go unprosecuted? Mayor Tashara Jones with a statement, no one wanted to see the circuit attorney's office fail, and my administration has reached out consistently to the office to offer assistance. We are hopeful that the governor will work with local leaders to appoint a successor who reflects the values of communities across St. Louis. State Senator Carla May talked with KMOX and focused on that state legislation which would seize power from the city and on the root causes of crime that eventually winds up before the circuit attorney's office. We have to think about the voters in St. Louis City. And the voters have an election coming up August of next year. And to propose a bill in the legislature that will nullify any elected official taking the office for two voting cycles, I think is um, extreme. And this is a local control issue. And everybody wants to make this about Kim Gardner. And they think that going after her is an answer to crime, which it's not. Uh, this bill is not going to solve crime or change the crime statistics in St. Louis City. Uh, poverty is a huge part of the crime statistics. Disinvestment by the state is another reason we have this crime. You know, they talk about we're still paying a $150 million uh, tax bill that they gave to Ford, you know, 10 years ago. And so, you know, and just like General Motors, that was a disinvestment when they left, you know, St. Louis City. And then when they decided to come back 16 years later, instead of putting them back in the area and investing in the community where they started, they put them out somewhere and built a town out there in St. Charles. So I think that when we're talking about what has culminated to increase crime, what they're trying to do, blaming it on one individual, to me, is preposterous. 
And finally, the judges of the 22nd Judicial Circuit say that they remain deeply concerned about the high volume of serious cases that are scheduled for trial in the coming weeks without assigned prosecutors. Michael Calhoun, KMOX News. St. Louis All Local is produced by the KMOX News team. Subscribe to the All Local on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your favorite podcasts.